2: And welcome, welcome one, welcome all on a Monday, Monday night football. There are only four remaining unbeatens in the National Football League. Chicago fell over the weekend. They get knocked off by the Indianapolis Colts. The Seahawks still strong. They're now 4-0, and and the uh, Dolphins at uh, 1-3 and take a loss in that particular sense. Uh, in the meantime, you got two unbeatens playing tonight. you got Kansas City. The Chiefs uh, game was moved because of covid uh, the Patriots at two and one taking on the Chiefs at three and zero, oh, and uh, I guess uh, you know the the story will say coming out of out of New England was that Cam Newton had COVID and they're by the way they're taking like two planes and two different team planes flying them over tonight and uh, to take on the, the the Chiefs today, and so they're keeping people apart and and they're trying to make sure that everybody tests cleanly this evening and such and. In the meantime, you got the Falcons without a win coming into Green Bay. The Packers undefeated as well. And uh, so that being said, you got two games tonight uh, of, with I shouldn't say of unbeatens, but with unbeatens. Uh, you've also got the Buffalo Bills at 4-0, who went into uh, Las Vegas and a pretty solid job at knocking off the Raiders. Raiders go to 2-2. Two and two. Uh, you've got uh, the 1-2-1 uh, Eagles who got a win in San Fran yesterday. So some interesting doings going on there. The Vikings finally get on the board. They get their first notch of the season. The Texans, as much hope and as much anticipation as there has been for the, uh, the Texans, you get the sense that Bill O'Brien has made some moves that just have not been – they have not worked out. And thus uh, the Texans are now 0-4 on the season. Meanwhile, you got Mike McCarthy's Cowboys, Dak Prescott, in that game. Man, you talk about uh, watching that thing and just kind of shaking your head. Dak Prescott, 41 of 58, 502 yards, four touchdowns, did throw a pick, but sacked three times, and the offense, you can't blame the offense. I mean, they can't run the football to save their life, but then again, Mike McCarthy's doing exactly what he did in Green Bay. He's relying on the pass. Why? It's not because he's just abandoning Zeke Elliott. It's because they couldn't stop the Browns. I mean, Baker Mayfield, 19 of 30, 165 yards, sacked a couple of times and a couple of touchdowns. Okay. But in the meantime, they rushed. They rushed for 307 yards against that Dallas defense. 307. And seven yards. So, Mike McCarthy's got a whole heap of problems down there in Big D right now. That defense is horrific. Horrific, to say the very least. And and let's be honest. I mean, when Mike McCarthy, when he started picking his coaching staff, okay, and you said at the time, look, he's got a lot of veteran. Lot. He's got John Fossil on special teams. Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator. We know Mike McCarthy's calling the plays, but then he picked up Mike Nolan, whose defenses were bad to begin with. Uh, then he picked up Mike Nolan. He picked up a bunch of, for lack of a better term, he picked up a bunch of old dudes. And that defense, Mike Nolan's defensive coordinating right now, it's it's terrible. Not that I'm you know, bemoaning the the defeat of the uh, Dallas Cowboys, but they're just they're just bad. That's a bad football team. I thought they would be much, much better, and it's just the opposite. In the meantime, the Carolina Panthers got a win over the weekend. Uh, they knocked off the Cardinals, and the Cardinals now at 2-2. Two and, two. and the Cardinals, I really thought, was going to be a team that was going to vie for the top spot out west. But uh, the Rams go to 3-1. and one. They get a uh, a win, albeit they got a win that was much harder fought than I thought it would have been. 17-9, uh, to nine, they knock off an 0-4 Giants team. That, that was it. I thought it would be a much, much larger margin of victory there. And then you've got, uh, I had mentioned uh, the uh, the Seahawks. They are now undefeated in their division. Meanwhile, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 38-31. They get one over the Chargers. So all of that. And the Chicago Bears, one of the undefeateds, falls. They couldn't do much to save their lives yesterday when it came to the offense at home. Phillip Rivers did just enough, 19-11. to 19-11, to 11, that was it. That's all they could muster, the Bears. Bears, I tell you what, if they could do anything offensively, they'd be a really good football team because their defense is pretty solid. But regardless, uh, not the best uh, for the Chicago Bears. And again, not that I am uh, uh, shucky-darning the Chicago Bears loss. But tonight, you've got some good ones. You've got the 2-1-1 New England Patriots on the road taking on the 3-0 Kansas City Chiefs. And you've got the winless Falcons coming into Lambeau Field this evening to take on Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Now, I have not – I saw the post, and I retweeted it. Um, uh, Stacy Dales, I saw Gary Ellerson a little bit earlier today. Really quick, Devontae Adams um, put up that he was not going to be playing in tonight's game. Well, the last I saw, and I checked his Twitter account, I didn't see it in his tweets. I didn't see it in his retweets or anything like that. So maybe he put it up, and then the team said, hey, no, don't do that, and he, he took it down. But it looked like he was extremely frustrated, like he believes he's ready to go and, and basically said so. And then he walked it back to where he said the team says he's got people other than me know my body better, I guess, and so I will not be playing tonight. Clearly a sign of frustration on Devontae Adams' part. But since then, I believe that tweet was taken down. I have not been able to find it. So, um, I mean, like I said, I retweeted it a little while ago. I know Stacey Dales had it. Gary Ellison had it. But on the at TAE, at Tay15Adams, it said, Sorry, fans and friends, I won't be on the field tonight. I've done everything I need to do and have proved that I'm ready. But I guess I don't know my body as well as others. Good luck out there, my boys. So I I don't know if it's just a hey man I I am ready to go they're just not going to let me hear yet, or if this is a hey I'm ready but for whatever reason they're not going to let me play. I don't know, but uh, that's out there. So if you haven't seen it yet already, um, it was at the Tay fifteen Adams account. So but I have uh, I have been, not been able to find it. So they have it. Uh, 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. Uh, 855 when, 830 When you kind of wondered if Devontae Adams was coming back, you kind of wondered, you know, about now you've got uh, Ty Summers. He's going to be wearing the communication helmet. He's going to get his opportunity. Kirksey is on the IR. You've had numerous players go down. You know, again, I don't want to keep going back to it, But you start to look at the draft and go, you know, you had Patrick Queen, who again yesterday led their team, led the Baltimore Ravens in tackles, had three tackles, two or three tackles for uh, for loss yesterday, playing extremely well. He was sitting there, and then that fourth round draft choice that you traded away to get Jordan Love could have been used for another wide receiver, or you could have traded that and moved up and got an additional wide receiver. I mean, it just the things the, the the dominoes are falling in the sense that it just makes the draft look bad. And again, you're not going to know how good, you know, draft this is until Jordan Love actually takes the field. But, you know, there are some other players that uh, Brian Gutekunst has drafted. I'm not going to say that he hasn't drafted at times, particularly well. I mean, you look at some of the some of the guys that he has picked up. You know, um, I, I think you're you're still waiting to see what you're going to get from AJ Dillon and Deguara, uh, who has been banged up, but. John Runyon clearly came in in a pinch, played well. He might be your, your tackle or center or guard of the future, especially with the, the fact that Corey Lindsley is going to be coming up for a renewal. Uh, Darnell Savage Jr. I really like. Rashawn Gary's made some plays. You're waiting to kind of see him. Elkin Jenkins has been, uh, a man, a mauler. You know, you're really hoping that uh, Jay Sternberger comes on and kind of turns out to be the guy that they expected him to be. You know, if Ty Summers um, is a quality linebacker and turns out to be good, then you're looking at Gary Savage, Jenkins, Sternberger, and Ty Summers coming out of that 2019 draft. That's not bad. Jair Alexander has been good. Oren Burks has been banged up. You lost Cole Madison. J.K. Scott, your punter, has been solid. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, you're waiting for him to really kind of emerge. Equinemius St. Brown, the same. Obviously, he's down with an injury. So you've got some guys – that you're kind of waiting on, that you can say, okay, Kevin King, um, you know, you, but, but Montrevious Adams certainly not uh, the, the, you know, back and go all the way back to 2017. Montrevious, you got Kevin King out of the, the 2017 draft. Kevin King, Aaron Jones. Don't uh, I? I don't want to dismiss that because Aaron Jones was in 2017, I believe as well. Uh, so you got those two guys, but you're you really this year's draft? You're kind of going. Oof. Man, you could have really been using another wide receiver and you certainly could have used Patrick Queen who was sitting there when you decided to trade up. You really I really thought that's who they were going to go after. Uh 8558308648 uh, it's time to talk about the game coming up tonight Packers uh without some key pieces. It's going to be a different-looking Green Bay Packers team. And I said earlier today, there's one guy that has got to be at his best. This portion of the Bill Michaels Show brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. They are the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Don't forget the huddle coming up on Thursday as well. Brought to you by Bud Light Seltzer. Been a part of the program a long time. Thanks to them for being around and hanging out with us. Thanks to you for hanging out with us. Stick around. We're going to talk more about this Green Bay Packers offense. We're going to talk about this team, who has to be at their best coming up tonight. You tell me. What has to happen tonight for the Green Bay Packers to get a win? By the way, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, both look like they're going to be playing this evening. Packers defensively, they need to be up to the task this evening as well. Stay tuned. If you want to chime in, it's 855-830-8648, 830 8648 On the Milwaukee Admirals hashtag Admirals50 talk line, go ahead and get a hold of us there. We would love to hear from you. Also, hit us up on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels. At Bill underscore Michaels, there's always the radio.com app. That's the radio.com app. You can always uh, follow us on our flagship station, 1250 a.m. over there on the dial in Milwaukee. But uh, when you find the radio.com app, you can track us down there. And then uh, you can follow Radio Joe at Radio Joe Sports on Twitter, at EvanHeff25 over there on Twitter as well. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michaels Show right after this.
0: You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.
2: We are glad you are here. Some classic Stevie Ray Vaughn, who has a deep history in the state of Wisconsin. Also, uh, a lot of those clubs that uh, used to play down there in Chicago as well. Stevie Ray Vaughn kind of Monday. Your biggest key to a Packers win coming up tonight. And uh, I'm getting a lot of sense from many of you that you're feeling this is a trap game. A trap game. I don't think it's a trap game. I think uh I think when you look at the likes of Julio Jones, Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, looks like they're going to be playing. I think you got to look at this and respect it because I still think you have to think that Matt Ryan has been good in the first half of ball games. The first half has been extremely solid for the Atlanta Falcons. You can't allow them to get out to a you know a twenty point thirty point lead. You can't just allow that offense to take off and fly. And now you're looking at this uh, somewhat handicapped Devontae Adams putting it out there earlier today that it looks as if he is not going to be playing tonight. Now, um, since then, again, I think many of you have probably gone to the uh, to you know his Twitter account and looked at it and said, okay, I can't find that tweet. Maybe he maybe he scrubbed it after. I can only imagine that he ended up probably getting some grief from the Packers saying, take that down. You know what I mean? Packers hate it when you upstage them and you put something out that they they don't want to put out there. But uh, Devontae Adams earlier today putting out there that he was not going to be playing in tonight's contest. If you're just tuning us in, he said, sorry, fans and friends. I won't be on the field tonight. I've done everything I need to do and proved that I'm ready, but I guess I don't know my body as well as others. Good luck out there, my boys. That's what Devontae Adams put out earlier today. But since then, I have not been able to find it on his his Twitter account. So, anyway, uh, that being said, coming up later on tonight, you've got the game. Don't forget the Green and Gold postgame show. Uh, right here on many of these same stations, Gary Ellerson and I. It's a different start time tonight. It's a different start time tonight. So we're going to be uh, we're going to be a little bit later this evening. The Green and Gold Postgame Show goes on many of these network stations at eleven o'clock. Goes till one a.m. Coming up this evening, eleven to one tonight. So looking forward to your reaction immediately following the Packers and the Falcons, and hopefully you get a chance to stay up and chime in with us and break it all down. We're going to be back here again tomorrow morning as well. So, taking your phone calls, your emails, and your tweets, all that kind of good stuff. He has to be damn near perfect tonight. Who am I talking about? Uh, We could probably say, well, either one, whether it's the uh, defensive backs, J. Alexander, Kevin King, if you're going to have Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones in the same field. But tonight, I think if you're going to get into any kind of, with those two cats on the field, if you're going to get into any kind of shootout, without Alan Lazard, without Devontae Adams, uh, Aaron Rodgers is, boy, they are putting the burden on him big time, him and Aaron Jones. You could say the offensive line to a certain extent, but uh, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, it's A-squared coming up tonight because both have to be spectacular. I think, for this team to get a win. Aaron Rodgers, obviously, because he's got to spread the ball around. You know, and and here's the thing. He's got to be able to trust people, too. Marquez Valdez-Scanling has to have one of those breakout games. Remember, last week, you didn't have Devontae Adams. Who stepped up? Al Lazard Here he comes. Aaron Jones. You got guys coming out of the backfield, tight ends. You had Jay Sternberger getting three catches. So he started to spread the ball around, pointing at guys. There you go. That's the way you do it, that type of thing. You need more of that tonight. You know? Darius Shepard, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Malik Taylor. Not household names, my friends. Robert Tanya, Jay Sternberger, Mercedes Lewis, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams. They all got to be great tonight. Got to be. Right now, man, you're down to f- three wide receivers if, if Devontae Adams is a no-go tonight and he's, he's not pulling our leg because now on the IR – you, you got you got some guys out. You got numerous guys out. So you got Kamal Martin out, Lazard out, Kirksey, out, Lane Taylor out, Equinemia St. Brown out. You got three wide receivers. Well, two wide receivers on the IR and one that's not playing tonight. You know, Funches, volunteer opt out. I mean, you're you're not sitting the best right now. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. He has to be at his best. Got to be Aaron Rodgers tonight. Got to be. Got to be able to spread the ball around. Got to have a lot of faith. Got to have a lot of trust, and got to have a lot of guys make plays. So, who could be the standout tonight? Who could be the standout tonight? Think of that. Who's going to be your standout? Maybe not even what the difference is going to be. Who's going to be the standout tonight? Is it Marquez Valdez Scantling? Is it somebody else? Is all of a sudden Malik Taylor, Darius Shepard? Is tonight going to be Jay Sternberger's breakout night tonight? Robert Tanyan's breakout night tonight? Or do you just have 20 carries and and 10 catches for 30 touches going Aaron Jones tonight? 855 830 8648. 855 830 8648. Give us a shout. Uh, coming up at the bottom of the hour, don't forget Tim Allen, host of the Baseball postgame Show, is going to be here. We're going to talk with him and kind of look back at this Brewers season and uh, just kind of start to we'll, – we'll reminisce about the season that was and start to look forward to the offseason. In the meantime, we're going to hear from Kenny Clark coming up here in about 25 minutes. going to hear from Matt LaFleur later today. Uh, and then also Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette is going to be here. Mike Clemens, our Green and Gold insider, is going to be joining us later on today. So we've got a lot going on revolving around this Green Bay Packers game coming up tonight. But we will talk a little bit of baseball here in about uh, 5, 10 minutes. But what's your what's your key to a Packers win tonight? Who's going to be that step-up person? Tonight, I mean, I hate to throw out the obvious, master the obvious, but you're, you're, you are you you got to have a big one from Kevin King and Jair Alexander. Ridley and Julio Jones, they're on the field. In the meantime, Aaron Rodgers has to be able to spread the ball around, has to trust guys, and guys have to make plays. Aaron Rodgers has been so good, and guys have been so good, kind of that, uh, you know, me to you, me to you, look in the eyes, on the same page type of situation that they've had going on that we haven't seen in recent history. So you hope tonight it can continue. I, I, I I said when I made my picks on Thursday and even on Friday, I said I thought the Packers would win, but for those that are picking a, a another 40-point outburst, I, I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, I could be wrong. This defense that they're about to face is not great, but tell me how you're going to stop an offensive team that has basically done what they've wanted in the first half, first two and a half quarters of football. It's been when when it's, it's crunch time is when they've struggled the most. And their defense has been bad, but with the lack of weaponry that the offensive uh, unit has right now, because they keep having guys go down and/or not allowing guys to play, such as Devontae Adams, who who seemed somewhat frustrated by his tweet today. How are these Green Bay Packers going to survive? Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. Speaking of surviving, the winter is coming. We all know that. Winter's right around the corner, and uh, it is time. If you are looking to get new doors and new windows as the wind starts to howl and the coolness starts to seep through – it's a great time. The 555 has been extended through October 15th. That's five years no interest, five months before your first payment, plus five percent bonus savings. That's the 555 deal, and the bonus savings applies to windows, doors, and installation, my friends. So don't put it off. Replace right now. Get five percent bonus savings on top of five years no interest in five months before your first payment, and that's not until at least February of 2021. You can Pella now and Pella. That's what they keep telling you. I'm looking out of my new Pella windows and doors, and love them absolutely. Not only are they easy to open, easy to close, but they're secure and they add value to your home. Think of that when you're thinking about replacing doors and windows. And well, uh, all you got to do is go to PellaWI.com. You can stop by the nearby showroom, the Pella Experience Center, or again, go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI. Com. Stay tuned. We're going to kind of recap the Brewers baseball season and look forward to next. And what is the biggest hole the Brewers need to fill? We'll discuss. Tim Allen, host of the Baseball Postgame Show. He joins us next on the Bill Michaels Show.
0: Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. <laughs>
2: Bill Michael, show continues on. We're going to uh, talk a lot of football coming up today. Big weekend this past weekend, too. We had a lot of fun. A couple of charity events. Did a uh, really nice motorcycle ride. And um, did it for uh, um, Sloppy Joes out in Hubertus. They had a really nice ride. It was cold. Don't get me wrong. It was cold. Bundle up. But raised over $1,000 for uh, Fisher House they did yesterday. So my thanks to them. Um. Tremendous cause, obviously, but uh, a lot of fun. Really good event. Uh, it was a sunny day, and uh, did some, a back the blue event down in uh, Lake Geneva yesterday, or uh, on uh, excuse me, on Saturday. On Saturday, so good weekend at some charity events uh, to hang out. Uh, but no baseball, as uh, the Brewers and hell, if you're down in Lake Geneva, a lot of a lot of Chicago people down there. The Cubs are gone, Socks are gone. I mean baseball done in the upper midwest to talk more about it to tim allen host of the baseball Postgame show joining us on the schneider orange hotline tim it was a uh I, I guess bittersweet if you're a hardcore brewers fan and an anti-cubs fan to watch the uh the brewers go down but then again watch the cubs get knocked off by the marlins but now the brewers go into regroup mode man how were you over the weekend without baseball
1: yeah, it was a little different. It is a final. The season is officially over. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's good and bad. I, obviously, we know a lot of the bad. That, um, you know, sub 500 mark and, you know, they couldn't get together offensively and they made some some poor decisions. And, and David Stearns, president of baseball ops GM for that team, They, uh, Bill. I don't know if you caught that a week ago Sunday. It was the uh, uh, season finale. After that, I mean, he he said he's made some mistakes. He's made some moves that didn't work out, and that you don't hear that from a lot of GMs around around the league. They'll come up with something a little different way to phrase it. He came right out and said it. I uh, I wonder if if the season were longer, if guys like you know Logan Morrison and Justin Smoke. I still believe they should have retained Justin Smoke throughout you know, the run and into the postseason, but I wonder if uh, that would have worked out if it were 162. So
2: I, I want to know what the offseason believe, you believe uh, is either going to hold or they
1: should point directly towards. It's going to be the offense, and it's going to be these versatile players again. I, I don't see them going out there, guys, and I know a lot of Brewers fans don't want to hear it, but – uh, the free agent class isn't as high as it uh, has been in in past years, and and to sign a Grandal on the cheap for a year deal, or a Mustakas for a year and a half or two, I mean that's those things are the stars lined up at that time for for that to be done. Will will they be able to improve things? I think so, but it it looks to me like uh, Brewers owner Mark Attanasio is is and, along with David Searns. they're going to do it the same way and they're going to try and spin the dials. They know they've got the pitching. We know they've got the pitching. Their pitching is there. They're going to try and spin the dials uh, with a bullpen arm again or two and sp- definitely spin the dials uh, on their versatility infield. They probably look after an outfielder. I mean, gosh, it wouldn't surprise me if they re-sign a Justin Smoke. I- I'm not kidding. I mean, it's, it's, it's a possibility. Um, but uh, you're going to have to work on that offense. It's going to have to be done. Well, that was going to be my next question. So, if you bring in a smoke, then does
2: that qualify as working on the offense?
1: Well, it depends what else you do with it, and and right. we have to remember that offensively, obviously, Christian Yelich is going to be better. But I, I can't believe how you go from that to that, and I just I still am amazed by it, Bill. It's something I'll ponder all winter long. It's something that is really going to be under the microscope from you from all brewers fans, media, tv, radio, print, everyone's going to be watching Christian Yelich number 1 in his AB's in spring camp, but number 2 the first month and a half of the season. And could you imagine if the first month and a half of the season, say the first 35-40 games and Christian Yelich is hitting a buck 82 and mm-hmm. those things continue, I doubt that will happen, but good gosh, I'm going to ponder it all weekend long. How did your swing go from that to that? I understand all the intangibles. No video, out of routine. Pitchers are doing this. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not getting pitched. I'm getting pitched backwards, whatever it might be. My hard hit contact rate is up. No, you look bad. You just mm-hmm. simply look bad. Additionally, Keston Hira led the National League in strikeouts. Dude, really? He, he, Keston, kid, you had one of the best barrel-to-ball skills in the league last year. Now, it's only 84 games for him. You tack on the 50 or 60 games that he played in this year, it's still less than a season. So I do have some reservations of getting on Keston about this stuff. But, Christian, there's a, I don't know, Bill. There's no excuse for that. I don't know what happened. I, I That's a, a great point
2: when you talk about no video and not being able to go back and look at it in between you know, at, at bats, but still, I mean, after a game, you should be able to look at stuff that you're doing now. You wonder if maybe just, you know, sometimes they say, Tim, look, if you have an injury, um, then maybe you compensate and then you develop a bad habit. Maybe that's what he did with this whole knee injury thing. Maybe going away, hitting the reset button, getting into the off season, Maybe that begins to be something for him. But I, I think at times he just looked like he was fishing. And just he just like half swings you, just to say okay I threw the bat at the ball it just I agree
1: with you it just didn't look good at times it, no it it didn't so they're they're obviously going to be focusing on is supplementing around him. I'm going to assume for the sake of this conversation that both Keston and Christian Yelich are studs offensively. They're going to do their thing. Look at the power numbers. I mean, you prorate these numbers out for these guys and they're, you know, 35, 40 homer seasons. So you do have that. Now I will give you that. You got to get guys on in front of them. But the, you know, the, the bottom line is how do you get these players? If it's money, let's get to money and Mark Adonacio. Have you noticed Bill, or it's, yeah, you know, I do brewers for a living, as you know. Mm-hmm. I missed it. If it were there, was Mark Adinacio eerily silent through the last month or plus of the season, or did I miss something?
2: No, you're absolutely right. Now I, I will say, because we didn't have access to him, uh, it doesn't mean that he couldn't have thrown himself into a Zoom conference call. But I—that's right. You know. The question is, okay, let's say he does. Do then we say he's trying to get out in front of something bad? Because we know, you know, we would spin it in a particular way as to why he's doing this now. Mm-hmm. Um, or is he trying to just remain silent as all owners were trying to remain silent? Uh, you got a big offseason coming up. I mean, we all know the labor dispute is about to happen. We just don't know how ugly it's going to get, you know?
1: And and they lost a lot of money this year. Uh, this is a uh, one of, if not the most fan-dependent, organizations in all of baseball they depend and they respect us they do as fans they do and and we're hearing that more and more and more as as the years go by they respect the fan well they have to financially because they need us for sure well does Mark Adonacio pull back because it was a big loss year financially does he try and as you said uh foresee something coming up you know, down the line, and that's the CBA. The union contract is up after the next season. So, what does he do? I mean, the the landscape, environment, and and everything could be totally different. Um, I do believe there'll be a work stoppage in the spring of uh, twenty two. So, does he just step back like he did this year and just go with those? You know, spin the dials, grab a couple of free agents. You know, five, eight, ten million dollar guys, and try and try and get on a run again. It's it's a fascinating off season. It really is. Um, uh, let's talk a
2: little bit about uh, the pitching staff. I think there's a lot of good cornerstones here. What do they need to add, in your opinion? I think maybe one good uh, starter um, to to go into that mix. I think they're pretty well set, but I think you need one more body, one more arm in
1: there that's going to kind of elevate. You know what I mean? I, I wonder if they'll do that in the off season. Grab a two year a uh, $12 million deal with, with a veteran pitcher, or they will go for it if they're in it at the trade deadline next year, which I would think that would be it. But even if you don't add to this, I, I definitely have confidence in Josh Lindblom in a 162. I do, guys. I don't think he's going to go 14-4 you know, uh, and four, uh, in 30 starts, but I do think he'll chew up innings. I th- think he'll start given the health for those 30 games. I'm pretty confident in that. The other guys... If you have to go with them, there's, there's worse things than going with Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns and an Adrian Hauser in your front stacked line. They're young. They, they're they on it, Bill. I'm telling you, Adrian Hauser, don't give up on him. He's going to take the next step like Burns did. So if you have to go that route, and I know some people are thinking, well, where's the stud? Where's the bower? Where are these guys? They've got two of them. When, when, you, when you go to ask that question, they've got two of them. If you look at the numbers, that bears it out. I really love the one-two punch of Woody and Burns, and I think it's highly competitive, and it may prevent you another year. Like I said, it may, those two guys and their performances may have saved Mark Adanasio a ton of money with going out and getting another free agent pitcher.
2: Hater, the guy that goes, uh, goes up for sale, or do you think that uh, they, they stick
1: with Hater and continue to try to build around the bullpen? Devin uh, Williams and Josh Hater, those two guys, they're team control guys. They're relatively inexpensive. They're, both of these kids are going to make a ton of money in their careers for sure. Um, but, no, you, you hang on to those guys. You build a bullpen around those guys. You make a bullpen better um, around to get to those guys. And so, no, I I would be shocked beyond belief if they moved one or both. It just it's I don't think it's happening. Tim, great stuff. Uh, look forward to it all
2: season long, and now uh, enjoy the hibernation for a little while, my friend. Okay? Yeah,
1: yeah, no doubt. If uh, there's some some Brewers news that breaks, Bill, just call me anytime. Absolutely,
2: buddy. Talk to you soon. Enjoy the season. There you go. Tim Allen, host of the Baseball Post Game Show, joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years. They've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. Our friends over there at the New Mel Medical Center, they know, look, fall is here. it uh, You can feel it. It's in the air. The leaves are falling all over the place, for gosh sakes. Today or tomorrow, i got to get out there and cut the grass and get the leaves up. Leaves up. But if you're going to start staying inside, you're going to start the winter hibernation. You want to feel better. You want to look better. You don't want to pack on the pounds. You just don't. You know, get jump started. Get rejuvenated. Whatever it is you need to do, call our friends over at New mail Medical, 414-455-4451. Two locations, Milwaukee and in Green Bay. And don't forget, one phone number, 414-455-4451. And maybe you have the brain fog going on and... You just, you know, energy-wise, you just don't want to get up and do anything. You're just kind of feeling lethargic. They can jumpstart that. Maybe it's the low-T treatments if you're over the age of 30. Or if uh, things during the COVID and pandemic and quarantines and such, and you're in your house and they have not necessarily been great in a uh, particular room of the house, if you catch catching my drift, they have ED treatments as well. But you can't do anything if you don't call. 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. Take it from me down from 292 going all the way back to uh, January, down to 239.2 today. Now, I know I put a pound on over the weekend because I didn't eat great, but it's been a great experience from beginning to end, and I'm not done yet. I want to continue to go. So, call them, 414-455-4451, and they can help you out. That's the New Medical Center. When we come back, uh, a guy that says, uh, hey, look, uh, I'm I'm, I'm about ready to go. Good news. Kenny Clark, you're going to hear from him. Coming up next on the Bill Michael Show.
0: 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now, a green and gold update. Brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin, Veterans Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. It's the Packers and the Falcons. Tonight on Monday Night Football, kickoff moved up to 7.50. The Packers placed wide receiver Alan Lazard on IR over the weekend. I asked Devontae Adams if he'll be able to come back tonight from that hamstring injury.
2: We'll, we'll see. Um, Feeling a lot better this week than
0: last week. Falcons quarterback Matt Ryan. uh, What stands out on tape watching the Packers defense?
2: They give you a lot of different looks. Uh, and a lot of different personnel groupings uh, on the defensive side of the ball. So it's going to be huge for us to, you know, identify who's in there.
0: Although Atlanta is still looking for their first win, they have put points on the board early in the games. Packers head coach Matt LaFleur.
1: They've got Todd Gurley there in in the backfield along with a couple other guys, Hayden Hurst. I mean, there's multiple weapons on the field. So the more weapons you have on the field, obviously it's tougher for a defense to defend.
0: That's Matt LaFleur. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show.
2: What is for dinner, especially tonight when you're sitting down to watch the game? Quick trips got you covered. Take-home meals prepared fresh in their kitchens, ready to eat. You can heat them up. You're good to go. Choose from a variety. Fettuccine Alfredo, chicken turkey with potatoes and gravy, beef stroganoff, pork chop with stuffing and potatoes and gravy as well. They fix them. You pull them out hot and fresh from your microwave, freshly made, and absolutely delicious take-home meals. Yet another Great takeaway from our friends at Quick Trip. So why not try one tonight? Quick Trip, they have got you covered. Kenny Clark, yeah, you haven't uh, maybe heard from him as of yet because he has not—he's uh, not been getting it done. But he feels like he's back. He's ready to go. And what's it been like missing the last two and a half
3: games? Uh, man, it's been—it's been tough on me. Um, just not being able to be out there with the guys um, and just you know be out there and. and I just missed playing ball, you know, um, you know, and then I only got like probably 14, 15 snaps the whole season. So uh, it's been a it's been a tough uh, start for me. So looking moving forward and getting kind of back into the
2: mix, uh, he says the groin injury look painful, uh, and he was really concerned by the way that it was a tear in the beginning.
3: Yeah, I mean, good thing. I mean, when we, when we got the uh, MRI, uh, good thing it wasn't like like too high up uh to where it was like going to rip off like my, my pelvis bone or whatever so um that's what like I was the good news but um you know it's still uh, it was still like a real tough injury that that you know kept me from practicing for 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 a minute so uh took some time took a lot of hard work for me to even get back to running and all that kind of stuff so um just trying to just work at it and just get back uh, get better every day with it
2: so apparently it was pretty severe when you talk about the possibility of it being quote torn off the bone the pelvis bone as you put it um, but if he does come back does this then mean does he feel he's going to have the double teams and there's going to be less double teams for uh, Zadarius Smith over the middle
3: that that's what the offense uh, is going to decide whoever they want a double team but um, I mean as far as just like all that kind of stuff with pass rush and all that I mean when I'm in there, you know, I just – I'm trying to push the pocket and uh, make it a shorter edge for those guys to uh, have to turn a corner. So, um, and I'm just trying to – I'm just trying to get – I'm trying to just pressure the quarterback um, and, and, and get in where I fit in. So, I mean, if they do decide to to double me and and, and that'll help Z, then I'm all for it because, you know, Z is an amazing player.
2: So, what did he think of uh, Kingsley Kiki coming in and getting a couple of sacks and, and working hard?
3: I was excited. Man, I was excited for him. Uh, mainly, I was really excited because uh, it's something that we've been talking about since since camp. Is um, he need to he needed to show more power um, because he has a, a athletic ability that I, I think none of us really has. He has he has great wiggle um, inside, and I feel like um, if he showed guys more that he can that he can power people and get people to respect his power. Um I put that on tape, then he'd get more guys to, to sit on to sit on the stuff that he, he wants, that he that he gets more guys to sit on the power and he'd be able to wiggle and do everything else that he wants to really do. So um excited to just keep seeing him grow. Uh I mean, we've been talking about that since since this summer and for it to for him to get it, two sacks, uh, you know, one on a game and then one my really, you know, being I mean, showing the power that he got. Um, you know, expected to just see you know him, just keep taking that step forward and in, in, uh, in his development.
2: Good stuff, good stuff from Kenny Clark. Hopefully, he's back on the field tonight. We will have to wait and see. It looks like Devontae Adams is not. He did pull that tweet down when he said he was ready to go, but uh, the doctors, you would assume uh, the Packers know his body better. It didn't sound like he was happy about it. it sound like he had a little bit of uh, frustration for not being able to go out on the field this evening. We'll talk more about that coming up. Stay tuned. We got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show when we come back. So, who needs to really step forward tonight and the big key to a Packers victory over the Atlanta Falcons? Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michaels Show right after this.
0: Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.